0: Listener production. Okay, are you recording? Hey team, you are listening to episode 137 of the Howie Games featuring the voice of boxing, Colonel Bob Sheridan. Now the Colonel, as you're about to hear, is a larger-than-life character to say the least. And his stories about the biggest title fights in history, from the rumble in the jungle to the bite fight with Tyson and Holyfield, will have you spellbound next week. Trust me on that. In the meantime, here's Bob's player profile. Welcome to the Howie Games Play profile, the number one boxing commentator, Colonel Bob Sheridan. Bob, great to see you. How are you going?
1: Uh, great, Howie. It's always a pleasure to be with you. You know that. We've had a lot of fun over the years together.
0: We have. We have. Uh, let's go right into it. What is your favourite food, Colonel Bob? Steak. Steak. Can you cook? No. If you had to cook, and I was coming around to your joint in Vegas with you and the boys, what are you cooking? Well, my, my son, Didi,
1: who you've met, he's my producer. Didi's yeah. a master chef, five-star chef, so... I won't have to cook it. I'm sure I could put a steak on for you as long as you like it rare. <laughs> they used to say to me, how do you want your steak cooked? I said, just knock his horns off, wipe his <laughs> bum and throw him on the table. That's how rare so I like
0: it. So if DD's cooking us up a nice steak dinner and you can invite three people from any time in your life, not in your life, in history, alive or dead, I'm putting you on the spot here. Who are the three people coming to Colonel Bob Sheridan's big dinner party?
1: Well, it would be my, my two sons and... Uh,
0: Probably uh, Matty Weiss. Ah, you're a good man the man in charge of Fox Sports. He will love that. Before you finish this sentence for me, Bob, before you commentate, you always do what? I always do my final preparation and I get down on my
1: knees and say a prayer. (laughs) I don't tell the Lord or ask the Lord to make me good. I ask him to make me as good as I can be and as good as I've prepared for. Then I get up off my knees and wipe off the dust and head downstairs. What was your first
0: ever car,
1: Colonel Bob? My first ever car was a 1938 (laughs) Chevrolet uh, that you had to get out of the car and unhook the battery, otherwise the battery would run it down. It had very little brakes on it, and uh, uh, we used to put in about a quarter brake fluid before we'd put in a quart of oil. That was my first car, and you want to know something? My most recent car is a, a beautiful... 200 200,000 plus Corvette red with all the uh, bells and whistles on it but you know I was going to kill myself in that so I gave that to my son Didi who was, you know as Dennis and uh, yeah. he gave me his car what a deal it was I get the I get wow. a uh, I get a Ford but it's a Kettle Ford I mean I can still do 150 in that but in the Vet I could do 250
0: you're a man that likes cars. What other fancy cars have you had on the journey? I really – I had
1: all the time I was working in television down in uh, Miami. I had uh, Corvettes, a new one every year because it was part of my deal. Hang on, hang on. That that was part of your deal, to get a new Corvette every year. Yeah, well, I did, I did a, a, a football prediction show for this uh, Anthony Abraham Chevrolet, and they yep. wanted me specifically to do it, even as a young broadcaster. Because don't forget, I had about uh, – Oh, I'd say ten years' experience in in radio before I went into television. So once I got into TV, and all I had to do was get one shot of the Corvette twice a year, and that was easy because I loved showing up my Vets. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that, that, talking about Maddie Weese, I need to restructure my deal at Fox to get myself a new car every year. I like the sound of that. So hey, you hey, talk- good luck
1: with that, Matty. Won <laughs> yeah. one for himself first.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned your your first uh, car. Pre-boxing, what 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 was your first ever job, Bob? What was the first thing you do, did to earn a coin or a dollar? First job I ever had was shining my father's shoes. I had to shine three
1: pair for a quarter, 25 cents. And that was pretty good money then. You could buy a lot of stuff
0: for 25 cents. And you have what I consider the best job on the planet, a sports commentator. If you could swap jobs with someone, Bob, whose job would you like?
1: If I had to, if not, not if I could, but if I had to, I'd yep. want to be head of the King Ranch or the Parker Ranch in Hawaii, the King Ranch in Corpus Christi, or the Parker Ranch in Hawaii.
0: Well, they're, they're big cattle farms. Are they're they?
1: the biggest cattle farms in the world, and you've got some really big farms in Australia. Yeah. So, I tell you, one thing that I love in Australia cattle is the Murray Gray. Oh
0: yeah. You
1: don't have many places else, but your bulls. I mean, I've, I've been able to walk up to a three- or four-year-old bull and as long as you approach him from the flank, they're as gentle and as nice as any bulls I've ever been around.
0: I don't know because Dennis set this up for us. I don't know how you go technically, but try and answer this if you can. What are the two most used apps on your phone, Colonel?
1: I haven't a clue. I don't even know how to answer <laughs> my phone. So I'd say the yeah. answering portion of it is is one of it. I never had one of those fancy phones until my wife passed away and gradually... I had to take over hers, and then I realized <laughs> you can store people's names in them, which is yeah. good, but how do you call? <laughs> my boys give me a, a tutorial, because I get, i actually, there's three of us living here. We've we got one cousin, and then my two sons, so we're having a great time, and they teach me every night. They give me a tutorial, because if I'm bad on my phone, you should see me with my television. I got—I <laughs> got one of these televisions that's got about Two thousand. I mean, I can watch Australian rules of football every night or I can watch Gaelic uh, hurling. I can watch anything <laughs> if I could only find it. And usually by the time I find it, it's all over. And I'm not joking, <laughs> so, man. I'm not to- trying to be funny. That's a fact.
0: <laughs> so uh, talking about TV, we are again in lockdown here in Melbourne. Let's not talk about that. But so we're probably watching more TV than we normally are. What are you watching on TV at the moment?
1: Well, in the summertime, I'm watching baseball and because i've been laid up and spent a lot of time in bed and sitting on the couch while this blood is draining out of me i uh watch probably three baseball games a day now nobody watches a whole baseball game in itself because like cricket it's a long i I imagine even cricket fans come in and come out when they're watching cricket uh i watched with a buffalo rome with bill murray in it and that was a very 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 funny show
0: bill murray is the outrageous
1: the infamous, the totally glorious, Dr. Hunter S. Thompson. You know, I hate to advocate drugs or liquor, violence, insanity to anyone, but in my case, it's worked. Anyone that has cable or has a way of getting where the buffalo are wrong, take it from the colonel. You will, you will relieve yourself in your pants as you watch that.
0: Hey, did you watch the, um, I don't know the proper name for it, but there was an Australian, Liam Hendricks, playing for uh, Chicago. Did you watch the uh, the baseball in the field game, the takeoff of the field? Oh, yeah, everybody that's a baseball fan
1: watched that. That was fantastic.
0: How good was that? 30 years ago, on the other side of that corn, we filmed a movie that stood the test of time. Tonight, thanks to that enduring impact that that little movie had, We're on a field that Major League Baseball made. We've come to see the first-place White Sox play the mighty Yankees in a field that was once corn. Did you get your boy to watch it? Yeah, yeah, he's seen some of it. The Big Penguin's seen some
1: of it. He loves it. Well, the Big Penguin, you know, we have a hockey team here in Pittsburgh called the Pittsburgh Penguins. And next next time I'm in the Steel City, I'll try to get the penguin, a penguin's uh, shirt or a penguin's hat or
0: something that says the penguin on it. Thank you, Bob. You're a good man. Uh, How old is your son? He's nine. He's nine. So he's only got a little head. So he'd be about, what, 6'2", 210 pounds now? No, not quite, Bob. He's like, he's only a little man, he's only a little man, but he'll get there, he'll get there. (laughs) Yeah, he will. Well, we'll get him a hat that he'd be able to grow into then. (laughs) Okay, so that's what you're watching on TV. What's your favourite movie of all time? The Great Escape, without question, The Great
1: Escape for James Garner. Hours ago, minutes ago, these men were behind barbed wire, locked in the strongest cage that man could devise. These men plotted, these men dared, these men lived the great escape. Do you have a favourite book of all time, Colonel? Yeah, I would say my favourite book of all time would be the dictionary and the thesaurus because that's what I use the most.
0: Yeah, my word you do. Do you listen
1: to much music? I do and I love country and western music. Uh, My favourite player is David Allen Coe. You know David okay. Allen Cole? No, I don't, but I'm going to look him up now. Yeah, he's really good. His uh, his main song is uh, uh, "They don't call, uh, uh, You Don't Call Me Darling, Darling. You Don't Even Call Me By My Name. But you don't have to call me darling, darling. You never even
0: call me by my name. Of all the people you've met on your journey, and we'll explore that in the main part of the podcast, tell me someone that we would call well-known or famous or have some celebrity about them that has made an impression on you, Colonel.
1: Well, uh, for different reasons, uh, Bill Clinton, uh, who was a real character—never mind his his other life—but just a wonderful guy. I was introduced to Bill by James Carville, who ran his campaign. And also George H.W. Bush. And I, mean, I think when you're in the White House and you're meeting with the president and you realize they know who you are, that kind of impressed me. Other than that, it would be definitely Pope John Paul II. And what was the Pope like? Pope John Paul was a wonderful, wonderful guy. Uh, now, when I go in to see him, I go into his apartment because one of my best buddies in the, uh, in the uh, Vatican is a the captain of the Swiss Guard, and he does the assignments of the uh, of the uh, Swiss Guard, so he knows the guys that are in there. He has the Pope's schedule. And so this past Easter when I went to see uh, Pope uh, Francesco. I went to see Pope Francis. Uh, I was in, I'm given two minutes. You don't go in and shoot the breeze with him. I went in there and <laughs> I said, hello, and he called me Colonel, and uh, that, that made me feel great. So he blessed my wife's memory cards. He blessed this cross that I wear. I'll show you the cross. This has actually been blessed by the Holy Father. Wow. And uh, and then she he is. also blessed two people who had stage four cancer, and neither one of them has cancer anymore. So they were miracles.
0: Do you have any superstitions? None. What is your most treasured possession? My dog. What's his name? Her name? Her name is Lucy, little Lucy.
1: And that dog, hey, is Lucy around D? Hello. Uh, Oh, she's probably in my bed waiting for me. Right. But that dog sleeps with me every day. She's never more than a foot away from me, but she's probably afraid of my loud talk here, so she ran in the bedroom, which is just around the corner here. What type of dog is she? She's a killer. You wouldn't believe she's a great big, a great big chihuahua.
0: Okay. Okay. What's your favourite holiday spot? Uh, I would have to say Australia because there's so much.
1: I like Norway. I love New Zealand, but Australia... Because I have so many friends there, people people that are really nice to me, and I'm aware who the friends are and who the people that want to be around me because of who I am. I'm very aware of who I am, and I don't give two shites about it.
0: You're not into fame, are you? Even not though you are It doesn't often mean more anything famous. to me
1: because I know this. When you're off the air, you're yesterday's news.
0: Yeah, but you're often more famous than the fighters you're commentating on.
1: Well, that's true, but that just goes with the, with the longevity that I've had. I mean, I've had some run. Yeah, and it's still going. Don't forget um, a, a pretty good run for commentators. Thirty years, I've been on the air over fifty years. I started with my first world title fight it was in 1968, and my
0: next world title fight will be my 1,030th. Wow, that's extraordinary. Uh, who do you know that you think would also be a good guest on the Howie Games podcast?
1: Are you talking worldwide or, or, or in Australia? Worldwide. I would go with uh, with some the top star because of who you are in Indian cricket. Now I don't know who that is.
0: Virat Kohli. You know everybody, Colonel. Can you get me Virat Kohli on the show or not? Can yeah, you help me with that? Yeah, I probably could
1: because I have business in India.
0: Okay. Yeah, I have. I'm, I have
1: a part of a hotel and a cleaning business, and uh, and I have part of a casino, and uh, we're rebuilding on it. And uh, you know, I've. Uh, That'll be my retirement if I ever decide to retire. But whoever that guy is in India, I'm sure he would be a great, great guest.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. I I love the idea. Uh, Last two for you. What, if anything, scares you, Colonel Bob? Uh, Well, I'm
1: not frightened of anything. So
0: uh, I suppose the
1: thing that frightens me most is myself. That'll do do something stupid to get myself killed. Like, you know, I'm a... uh, I jump out of airplanes. I uh, did the bungee bridge in uh, New Zealand. I, you know, I'm kind of a thrill seeker, and I'm not really afraid of anything except height. So I tested myself. You know, when you're paratroop, you're up so high, it doesn't have any. The ground has no depth to it. Yeah. But when you're yeah. in, off a 300 foot bridge in uh, in Queenstown in uh, yep. in uh, New Zealand, that scared the living the crap out of me. But I did it anyway because. I made this stupid statement at a fight the night before that I'll be down in Queenstown and I'll be jumping off the Queenstown Bridge at uh, at three o'clock in the afternoon. There's a crowd of about, I want to say 500, but it's probably more like 50. And, and you know, again, I'm a bard, so I can exaggerate
0: a little bit for the story. But anyway, I jumped and uh, yeah, I peed myself on the way down. <laughs> Final question I have for you, Bob, and you've been so good for your time, but this is the most important one, okay? To me, this defines you as a father, as a commentator, as an American, as an entertainer, the works. Are you ready to go? What is that? Colonel Bob Sheridan, pineapple on pizza, yes or no?
1: No, very definitely. Oh,
0: no. Why, Bob?
1: Because to me, pizza... You know, pizza in Italy is terrible, but pizza in New York or in Las Vegas or in Boston, you have, first of all, you have the beautiful fresh uh, dough. You toss it up in the air it comes down. <laughs> then you take the sauce. They call it the gravy. You mix in the gravy. Then you take the mozzarella. The mozzarella. You put that around. By the way, I have a place in Sicily as well. And so, but their they're, they're olive oil and their lemons are great, but not the... So you spread that around. And then if you like, maybe on half of it, you can put some uh, pepperoni. Other than that, you don't put fruit on cheese. (laughs) What,
0: are you kidding me? (laughs) Bob, I really appreciate your time on the Howie Games Player Profile. Your full episode will be up next Thursday. Stay safe. Thank you very much. Great man. All the best. Thanks, Howie. Great to be with you, son.
1: Goodness, he's got a bloody right ear. Holyfield bit by a dirty Mike Tyson. Listener.